Welcome to Getting Over It with Caddy James, a safe place for abuse survivors and anyone ready to reclaim their power. In this podcast, we'll explore practical tools and techniques for releasing stored trauma from the physical and the energy body, plus have real-life conversations with other survivors to hear how they are thriving now, even after trauma. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome back. I am excited to talk to you today. I'm excited for this episode. I feel very passionate. I feel like my fire is lit. And this is this is important. This today is important. There have been a few white people that I know, and as you know, I am white, that have commented on my podcast (laughs) saying things like, I feel like maybe you got off topic a little regarding basically any time that I get political in an episode or talk about the current real life events and things that are happening now. When this happened to me one of the times, I thought about it for a second. Am I off topic? What is my topic? The name of my show is Getting Over It. So whatever that may be, abusive relationships, overcoming childhood trauma, relationship trauma, even getting over the bullshit that we are witnessing right now in our country. So yes, I am on topic. My topic is that we are getting over it, aka working through it, aka addressing it, acknowledging it, naming it, not hiding anymore. So after I thought about her comment about me getting off topic, I let her know. Being current and relevant is part of my topic. And that's what I'm doing today. I'm talking about current relevant shit. There are enough white yoga teachers and other folks in the spiritual, holistic community, wellness, that are already not saying a word and ensuring that they do not go there. They do not get political, do not make waves, and that they keep it light and fun and white fragility approved. But that is not me. That is not my podcast. I am not concerned with the fragility of other white people anymore. I have always been a truth teller. I have always spoken up. And many times speaking up, I paid for it, but I still speak up. I have always seen what there was to see. And at times, I perhaps didn't know what it was or what the depth may have been. And you can only understand so much as a child. But I have always had a powerful bullshit monitor. I've always known when people are lying to me or otherwise. And I've always been able to see the truth, the truth in the lies, the truth behind the mask. I have always asked the hard questions that even my parents and family were surprised to hear me asking, surprised by my knowing. I'm not claiming to be something I'm not. At times, I have ignored the truth or not trusted my vibes or put my head in the sand. There were times where I was scared, 
where I did not want to face whatever the reality was, where I did not feel empowered to speak. And there was a time where I had to relearn how to be brave, how to speak up, how to tell the truth. I had to relearn that. My purpose in life is not to keep other people comfortable. Although I had spent a big amount of my life falsely living that way, not being true to my nature. And when it came to relationships with my family of origin, my relatives, my first marriage, yeah, I am a recovering people pleaser, recovering perfectionist, recovering peacekeeper, recovering trying to avoid conflict. Yes, I was a conflict avoider for part of my life. And I am being called to step into my power and my truth, to use my voice in a way that many other folks are not allowed to do or do not feel safe to do. I am called to tell the truth, to name what is, and to speak up when others are telling lies. What I am talking about today and this topic specifically is this craziness we have just seen unraveling this past week. On Wednesday, January 6th, we watched as the U.S. Capitol was under attack by domestic terrorists. We watched as armed guards opened doors for the terrorists. Some even went as far as taking selfies with the terrorists. The American flag was replaced with a Trump flag. There was video of a man growling in an officer's face and trying to rip his mask, to rip his mask off his face. It was, it was frightening. We watched as men were armed with zip ties, ready to take hostages. We even watched some clowns stealing podiums or other souvenirs. And then we had the opportunity to witness blatant ignorance as we continued to hear them referred to as protesters and not called what they truly are, domestic terrorists. January 6th was a display of white privilege and white supremacy ideology at its finest. To quote Joe Scarborough from his interview on Morning Joe, if they would have been black, they would have been shot. If they would have been Muslim, they would have been sniped. But that didn't happen. White people got away with it again. I continued to be horrified and disgusted as the interviews were done. The arrests were made and as people started to figure out who these people were, who were these domestic terrorists that were being called protesters? Who are they? And a specific individual making outlandish claims about himself, his affiliation, his intentions. This man, a 32-year-old male from Arizona, my home state where I grew up and where I took my advanced yoga teacher training. It's hit, hitting really close to home. He claimed to be a sixth sensory being, meaning that he goes beyond the five senses. He is claiming that he can see with his third eye and that most of the rest of us 
are not able to see the truth of what's happening because our third eye is closed. He claims that he has a gift. He is a healer. He is holy. He is doing what is right. And he absolutely believes himself. He claimed he was a shaman, and we now know that he is considered a shaman for QAnon. And I don't know if I'm saying QAnon right, Q-A-N-O-N, but I don't care. In this episode, I'm referring to them as QAnon. This man continued to quote many supposed spiritual leaders and teachers. A lot of them are well known. This is who he's trying to affiliate himself with. (sighs) But this is not true. This is not real. I'm going to chat just for a moment about QAnon. I'm going to read this description about them from an Instagram post from December 3rd. I'm going to refer to this post in a little bit. So it's going to be shocking, but I'm going to talk about it more in a minute. Right now, I just want to read this to explain a little bit about what QAnon even is. So like I said, this was from December 3rd. Last week's rallies in London, Berlin, and Los Angeles against lockdown measures attracted both New Agers and far-right groups. We've seen before this overlap between the spiritual movement and the fast-spreading conspiracy theory QAnon, which insists that an evil cable of Hollywood celebs and liberal politicians, led by Tom Hanks and Hillary Clinton, are child-eating Satanists who control the world. Luckily, the theory holds a secret government source called Q who leaves cryptic comments on the website 8chan is gathering together a patriot army to fight back and support President Donald Trump, who is a genius sent by God to defeat the evil cable and usher in a new age of love. This conspiracy theory, which would be a terrible movie plot, is surprisingly popular around the world and is beginning to influence American politics to the extent that Congress is now debating a bipartisan bill to condemn it. And the QAnon cult has proved popular with both the far right and new age influencers. You can look this up if you'd like to learn more. I was surprised, however, when I went back to this post from December 3rd, knowing what just happened on January 6th. Wow. Wow. That is the power of spreading false information online. Look how far this has reached. (sighs) QAnon has infiltrated the yoga and spiritual community. This means the yoga and spiritual community are being flooded with conspiracies and taken over by the people who believe them. I was just chatting with a friend of mine, a fellow yoga teacher. She shared with me that she has left multiple Facebook groups, yoga Facebook groups, parenting groups. Basically, they were all being overrun by QAnon bullshit. One parenting group specifically stated, this is a no mask group and if you wear one or talk about wearing one, you will be kicked out of the group and shunned. What the fuck? Yet these same folks love to say things like, why can't you support that other people have different points of views? While they are doing whatever they can, including participating and planning a domestic terror attack, 
to get things their way. They'll say, I can't believe you would just believe what they told you. How can you trust that politician and what they say? Meanwhile, blindly supporting Trump, even treating him like some kind of false God. It saddens me how much work we have to do. How much is ahead of us as yoga teachers and anyone committed to sharing health and wellness, access to health and wellness with the intention of taking care of everyone. For those of us invested in community care and those of us who know the true meaning of yoga, for those of us who practice and teach the eight limbs of yoga, we have so much work to do. I feel overwhelmed and even depressed about this. I remember growing up in the church and they would teach us about false prophets. We would read about false prophets in the scriptures. We would talk about it. We'd have lessons. And I'm sitting here now, a grown ass woman, completely separate from this church and this religion, thinking to myself, wow, these must be, are these the false prophets I was taught to prepare for? <laughs> QAnon, this guy, this yoga teacher, this wellness shaman, I'm, is that, are these the false prophets? What I mean is there are so many toxic, abusive, narcissistic, evil people claiming to be spiritual, to be a healer, a shaman, a light worker, an empath, a sixth century being, and they are full of shit. They are mentally unwell. They are highly delusional and unfortunately, they are growing an audience, a following. I just discovered an amazing and relevant Instagram account that one of my teachers shared with me and I hope you can find this account and follow them. This is the account that I read at the start of the episode with the description of QAnon. She posted an article from a website and that was what I was reading. I'm going back to the post from December 3rd. This Instagram is called The Wellness Therapist. I will link it in the notes. And once again, I hope that you can follow this page and inform yourself and continue to stay informed. This is really important that we know what's going on. In her post from December 3rd, she states, I believe that the modern, holistic, and new age wellness and embodiment movement is actually conspirituality that will lead to fascism. She talks about when the new age and the far right overlap, Nazi hippies. She has a diagram here that shows new agers, fascists, and the overlap, it's a huge overlap of their beliefs, their ideology. I'm going to read briefly what the wellness therapist writes in her post from December 3rd. She says, From Nazi mysticism, which was aided by the work of Carl Jung that eventually led to Scientology, I believe that the modern Western field of holistic psychology, new age, and wellness movements are leading us down a road to eugenics and fascism. She says, I live in Southern California. My family moved here as refugees from Iran when I was around 12 years old. Having grown up in various regions of SoCal has in many ways been a privilege. 
but it also allowed me to grow up witnessing the close proximity between multi-million dollar beachfront homes nestled next to oil refineries and communities of black and brown folks living underneath clouds of pollution, poverty, and lack of access from everything to healthcare, quality, education, grocery stores, and proper public transportation. And I have to say, this is me talking now. I'm not reading her, her post. I, I have only lived in San Diego for a couple of years. And when I read this post, I was like, she's so right. And then that same day, my family was going to go to Coronado Beach to walk around. So we were driving there. We took a wrong turn. <laughs> we ended up having to turn around under the, which was under the bridge, the Coronado Bridge. So we were trying to get to the Coronado Bridge to get to Coronado. So we do this U-turn and we're driving through this, you know, this little part of town, which happened to be under the bypass. And this is what she's talking about. There was a park, a park for children right under the bypass, the freeway. So if any cars were to go flying off, and I know this doesn't happen all the time, okay? But if a car was to go flying off the, the road, the freeway, it, if you're at the park, you better watch out. So here's this park and it's painted in the Mexican colors, the Mexican flag colors, red, white, and green. And I'm thinking, this is the poverty. These are the folks who are living under the pollution. These are the folks who are forced to live under the freeway and to own their businesses under the freeway because everywhere else is so outrageously expensive to pay rent, to own, whatever. So yes, I got a glimpse of this. And then I took the bridge to beautiful Coronado where holy shit, what a difference. So I'm going back to the post. Uh, she said, having watched the rise of mega churches and worked in the Hollywood industry or close proximity to it, I've also witnessed one of the main things that SoCal is well known for. This is where health movements begin. The place where eating disorders are disguised as health and lifestyle choices. The birthplace of the Church of Scientology, one of the homes of the anti-vaxxer movement, goat yoga, goddess retreats, vibrate higher, law of attraction beliefs, holistic psychology, and now the home of pseudoscience mixed with alt-right ideologies under one of the wings of QAnon. She ends the post by saying, one of the reasons I started this page was to address the aforementioned pseudoscience, dangerously libertarian, science-dismissing, individualistic-leaning views in the holistic psychology and wellness industry. We need to understand what these folks believe and are teaching to some of the most vulnerable amongst us who are in pain and desperate to find some relief for their mental concerns. She says, history has a way of repeating itself. This was on December 3rd. I will post this in my email and on my own social media account. So yeah, we are seeing this play out right before our eyes. Are you willing to open them to see what there is to see? Are you willing to be wrong? Are you willing to change? And are you willing to unlearn anything that you have falsely believed or falsely been teaching? The same wellness therapist on Instagram posts, for white people to rejoin the collective, they need to betray the white 
race. They need to become race traders. She says, white folks, be a race trader. Start with Googling and starting to learn about the origins of the white race, why it was created and who created it. Learn about the purpose that it serves and deconstruct it. Decolonize everything everywhere. When I read her post that said, for white people to rejoin the collective, we need to betray the white race, I got the chills. Just by me opening my mouth and talking about these kinds of things, many white women have left my life. So I I feel this. I feel this. I feel like that's what she means. Because just by speaking up, just by talking about the truth, just by naming it, other white folks fucking get pissed. They will turn on you. They turn pretty volatile when they realize that you believe something that goes against white supremacy ideology, even though they don't know what white supremacy ideology even means. Most people think that that just means white supremacists, you're wearing a white sheet going to kill people. No, those are white supremacists. White supremacy ideology is a way of being. It's a belief system. It's what we've all been brought up in. So even if you don't know what it is, you're living it. So that's why this post is so relevant that we need to become race traders and and speak up. She says, the final outcome of having white folks rejoin the collective global community and humanity isn't rooted in revenge or banishment. It's rooted in reconnection, reconciliation, and the formation of the beloved community. She quotes Martin Luther King, the end of violence or the aftermath of violence is bitterness. The aftermath of nonviolence is reconciliation and the creation of a beloved community. A boycott is never an end within itself. It is merely a means to awaken a sense of shame within the oppressor. But the end is reconciliation. The end is redemption. This isn't to shame white people. This isn't to betray or belittle. We need to feel that shame, that sense of shame. Because even if you haven't knowingly been oppressing, even if you don't consider yourself racist, by upholding the white supremacy ideology, by continuing to live life a certain way, we are unknowingly oppressing. So to feel that sense of shame... Martin Luther King says the end is reconciliation. The end is redemption. That's what we want. We want reconciliation. We want redemption. And we want to create that beloved community rooted in reconnection. There is a huge divide right now. And it is frustrating because to know something, to see something, to want to do something about it, And to be met with blatant ignorance, denial, and an unwillingness to be wrong or to learn, it can be paralyzing. It causes me to feel hopeless. If if someone isn't willing to learn or willing to mess up or willing to be wrong, 
how is there ever going to be growth? I told somebody the other day, when I got out of my narcissistic marriage, I thought, this is it. I don't ever have to deal with this bullshit again. I never have to tolerate such lies. I never have to be put through such mental mind games. I'm finally free. I can finally live in truth. But what I've been realizing recently is that's not true. That was one narcissist that I got out of my life. And now we are dealing with what feels similar in communicating with people who believe something and are not willing to consider that they might be wrong. I just wanted to share one last post. This was a comment made to a dear friend of mine on her social media account. This friend of mine, she is one of my favorite teachers. She teaches Nam Yoga. She's an astrologist. She is amazing at what she does. She is a truth teller. And she is speaking up about all of this, about what's happening in our country, what's happening in the spiritual and yoga community, the lies, the conspiracies that are infiltrating, which means that she is also receiving rude, unbelievable, whatever kind of comments from others. This is just what happens. This is what we're met with. But to paint a picture for you of the level of hypocrisy and delusion that we are facing and being called to deal with, I want to share this with you now at the end of the episode. This commenter says, Do you really think Republicans, Trump supporters, would do this to delay any results of the evidence? No, this was a day Republicans were waiting for. We would not do this to ourselves. We are the ones who want the evidence out. Who doesn't want the evidence out? Who doesn't want the election results to be not certified? Maybe you should think about that. Pelosi, Kamala, Biden, and more. They don't care about you. They are only concerned with getting total control, getting richer, and being career politicians. I am sad for those who can hate someone so much just because the media tells you to and are so blind they can't see what's right in front of them. Good luck. The devil doesn't even need to hide anymore. (laughs) So the point is we cannot get anywhere without awareness. Just pay attention to the massively contradicting statements and behavior. You can be a Republican and not support Trump's behavior. You can appreciate your freedom and know that a mask is only a tool to help us all. You can not be all for vaccines, but not push the idea that we are being microchipped. You can distrust the government and know they can be crooked without thinking that their every move means they're out to get you. You can rise up in frustration and revolution over injustices, but not for a false hero, ex-reality TV star who has only ever cared about money. You can care about our children and child sex trafficking, and we all should, and get involved in that movement without believing a conspiracy, a wall is going to solve the problem, or that... A man who was friends with Jeffrey Epstein is somehow the savior of them all. My friend says, a line has to be drawn somewhere or we will never get anywhere. Just like my friend who received that comment, I won't apologize 
for not being the type of spiritual person who pretends to be all love and light, who denies or avoids anger or uncomfortable feelings. And my friend says, right now I'm going in because I don't see any possible way to come together or get through this if certain individuals are still unwilling to see or acknowledge. So are you ready? Are you going in? Are you prepared to speak when called to speak? Whether that's with friends, other yoga teachers, people in your family. Because I'm going in. I'm going back in. I'm not hiding from this. This is relevant. Let's face the reality. Let's find the truth. Let's speak the truth. And when we see untruth, when we see lies, when we see people being taken advantage of, when we see abuse happening because the other person isn't knowing what the hell is going on, let's go in. Let's speak up. Let's join together. We have so much work to do. And like my friend said, we're not going to get anywhere if a lot of us are not even going to acknowledge. Let's acknowledge. Let's acknowledge what's there. Let's learn. Let's keep learning. And let's continue to be willing to be wrong, to be willing to start over. Be sure to find The Wellness Therapist on Instagram check out the posts and look at the notes for this episode to find links. If you are signed up for my e-letters, I will include images there of what we talked about. Until next time, continue to educate yourself, continue to unlearn. I hope that you feel empowered to speak up, but remember it is a practice. You are gaining courage. You are gaining practice keep moving forward. You're not going to be perfect. Do what you feel guided to do and just show up. Until next time, Satnam.